Happy Friday, y'all, and welcome back to the Choose Your Give Grace podcast. My name is Mel. I'm your host, and we're going to have a grand old time. Um, Long time no chat. The month of May made really hard, and so now it's June, and I'm, tr- I'm kind of playing catch-up right now. There's a massive to-do list next to me, and this is the one of the things on it, and I just feel like I need to get it all out before I, it's not there anymore. Um, so, welcome, and it has been six months since the beginning of the year, right? It's June. It's June, that's month six, um, which means we're halfway through the year. Time is flying by, and it's super bittersweet, y'all. Like, I wrapped up my first school year with my first class, and then, um, like, there's just so much happening. And on one hand, I will miss the season of life, but I'm also so, so excited for what's to come. I know God has some really great things in store. Um, but with it being June, it's also been six months since I decided on my word for this year, and I figured that the halfway mark was the perfect time for an update. So I'm flying solo today on this episode, and I'm just, I am going to pour out the real, the raw, like, if you're looking for perfection, this is not your stop. Um, and, and yeah, let's get started. Like I'm rambling and we just need to get moving. Um, so if you were here in December or if you're here now, um, I posted a episode all about my new word for this year, 2023, which was content. Um, and if you didn't listen to the podcast explaining all of that, I highly recommend it. It's only like 15 minutes long. It's like your commute to work or on the way to the grocery store, like go give it a listen and then come back to this one because it'll make a whole lot more sense. Um, so getting into the nitty gritty of it and what you've been waiting for, Mel, how is contentment going? And to be totally honest, it's going pretty rough. Um, I went into this year knowing exactly what it was that I was not content about and knowing that truly there was absolutely nothing I could do to change things. And I wish I could come on here and give an A plus report, but I, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I was struggling. And just for the sake of my privacy and because yes, I'm an open book, but there's some things I don't share with everybody. I'm not going to tell you what it is that I'm not content about. You might be able to figure it out. Um, but for someone like me who thinks she has everything under control, it's not a very healthy place to be in because trying to control a situation that you have no control over truly consumes you. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to think of all the ways that I tried to control something that was never in my hands anyways. Like I, what was I, what was I doing? And, and it's enough to make you laugh. Like, have you ever been at the beach and a wave just like takes you out, like knocks you off your feet? maybe messes your swimsuit up and you have to go back to shore and get your life right because this this ocean just humbled you yeah yeah that's that's kind of how I was feeling about my contentment like on the daily I was just constantly feeling taken out and exhausted and discombobulated um and I had the Sunday school answer down pat people would ask me and I'm like in the Lord's timing but I was shoving discontent under the bed every single day so much that it was sticking out the sides 
and my impatience and God's timing was staring me in the face even in my sleep. Y'all, when I say it consumed me, like it was all I could think about. I had laser focus on this thing that I was trying to control on this thing that I wanted. And that's the thing is it, it robs you of your rest because you're not resting in God's timing. Not having contentment is truly impatience. Okay. And for lack of a better description, it's a lack of faith in God's timing and perfect plan. Like, oh my gosh. Like when I sit here and I'm saying like my discontentment is a lack of faith in God's timing. When, when, he, when I said that to myself and I, cause I talk to myself all the time. When I said, girl, that's a lack of faith. I was like, Ooh, that one went straight to the heart because I love God and I'm so thankful for everything he's done for me. And I am trying to pursue him with everything that I have, but I have a lack of faith because I'm not content in where I'm at. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lack of faith because you, you're not resting in where God has you. And that, like, even now reading it, I'm just so convicted because I'm like, wow, like, I was so worried about things going my way that I I lacked faith in God's timing. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not happy with my attitude towards all this. And it wasn't until about April that I had my come to Jesus moment and realized I couldn't keep running my race with this extra weight. Um, I think the mistake that I made at the beginning of the year wasn't was not outlining how to overcome discontentment. And it's like, I'm a very like step one, step two type person. And when I recorded, when I made that podcast and I had decided all these, cause like, I think about it besides the podcast. Like this was, this is something I'm actively doing in my life. And it's funny because my mom, I'll start talking about something and she's like, what was your word for this year? And it's like, when you have somebody calling you out like that, it's like, oh, golly. But you, I needed it. I need it. I always do. Even if it annoys me sometimes. But I need that. And God knows that. And that's why he put people like that in my life. But back to you, I didn't outline, didn't give myself a plan. And since then, I've realized that there is no one-size-fits-all formula for overcoming discontentment. But, big but... I believe there's a one-size-fits-all life coordinator to bring it all to. God is my present help in time of need, and my restlessness has left me in a major time of need. And when I finally realized that this was something weighing me down every single day, like, y'all, I would walk through my days just thinking about this and just harping on it and wishing for more and wanting for more. And and I was, I, I thought, I was like, well... I'm okay with where I'm at, and I'm at peace with it, but I still want more, right? It's like when you're little and you get two M&Ms, but you're like, I wanted three. So then you get three, and you're like, but I wanted five. And it's a silly little example, but when we're in a place in life, I mean, even think about it job-wise. Like, you're like, I really want this promotion, or I really want this raise, and you get it, and you're so thankful for it, but then really quickly your you your budget becomes bigger and all of the money that you got from your raise which was supposed to be helping you pay off your debt or whatever it is that you had these grand plans for 
is being spent and now you're like, golly, I really want another raise. So instead of, instead of being a good steward of what God has already given you, we're, we're overspending in other areas. And I, and that's not just money. That's with, I'm hoping this makes sense, but when we get blessings from God, it's not so that we can overspend it in other areas. It's so that we can use the extra that he's given us to bless others with. And that's just like one minor example that I kind of like strung together really quick. But I, when I finally realized this was weighing me down every single day, I had to lay aside my pride. I had so much pride in this situation and so much pride in this idea of what I, how I thought things were going to go. And the illusion, I just had to give this illusion of control over to the Lord because that's what it is. When we think that we have control over something, we're we're crazy. Like we're under this illusion, this false reality. Um, VR is such a huge thing now and it's super fun and it's funny to watch people like, you know, doing their thing, but it's like, you don't truly have control. Like when you come back to reality, chances are you're in front of a wall swinging your virtual reality lightsaber and at nothing, right? when you finally take off the glasses, you realize you were never truly in control and really you had lost control because now you're like running around a room, probably running into walls, right? Anyways, so back to it. I had to lay aside my pride and my illusion of control and I had to give it over to the Lord. I prayed about it and I truly let go of my expectations and got in the back seat. And I feel like I use this, this, what is it called? Illustration all the time of getting in the back seat. And let me tell you, I, when I do that, I feel so much more at peace. And here's the thing, when I stress about it again, and I find myself impatient again, I lay it down at the feet of Jesus again. Y'all, sometimes this is a daily thing, an hourly thing, but handing the keys over to God's timing was never promised to be easy. Um, I vividly remember at one point I was had to have been in middle school and I was really struggling with something and feeling like feeling like I would give it to God and then I would just pick it back up and I just there was so much guilt and shame around this particular thing and somebody finally looked at me and told me they were like look you might have to lay this down again and again and again it's not a one-time thing and when they told me that it allowed me to give myself so much more grace because I realized, listen, we pick things back up all the time because it's our, it's our luggage. It's our baggage. We think it's ours to carry, but that's not the case. Like when we give it to God, he promises to take it away from us and to cast those things in the depths of the sea. And so it might be a daily thing that you have to lay down these desires and that you have to lay down the shame from your past. Like, it's not a one-time thing. Um, and Abraham and Sarah waited years to receive God's promise to them. I cannot even fathom, cannot fathom God, like, knowing God had this in store and then waiting years for it with no sign, nothing. Like, it wasn't easy and it, it wasn't when they thought or how they thought it would be, but it was exactly how their life coordinator, aka God, wanted it. We get so focused on how we want it 
And, like, I think about it kind of in wedding terms. Like, you plan it and then you let the coordinator do it all. But when you've got a life coordinator, the life coordinator is coordinating your life, right? You're just kind of, like, there to do it. Kind of Like, God is our director in theater terms. He's our director. He's the one leading the thing. Like, you got, you're going to, he's got it under control. You just got to do what he says type of thing. And if there's anything that I have learned in these last six months, it's that discontentment robs you of your rest. Laying it down is a daily thing. It's not a one-time deal. And that's what I thought it was in January. And I think that's where I really messed up. Like, I'll be honest, I don't have all the answers. And when I, re- when I make these podcasts, it's not because I feel like I've got it. Like, I've got it right. It's because this is the season that I'm in. This is what I feel like has been revealed to me. These are the things in my heart that I want to share. And I'll be honest with you. Like, I've grown a lot since I recorded that in December. And I've learned a lot. Did I say that already? I can't remember <laughs> Um, and I, I really do wish I could sit here and give you step-by-step instructions on how to be okay in the waiting or in the hurt or in whatever it is that's having you unable to rest in God's sovereignty. But the reality is that it, it's between you and God. Your spouse can't intercede for you. Your mama can't and your best friend can't. This is between you and God. My come to Jesus moment, it looked like a handful of conversations with my people, my closest people, the ones that know me, the ones that are, are willing to call me out. And one big old conversation with the Lord. Like, I'm talking massive conversation with the Lord. And here's the thing is, I still struggle with this. I'm not saying, like, I've got all the answers. Because I don't. And, but the thing is, though, is now that I have this, like, awareness of when I start to feel the heaviness of it, that I can lay it back down. I can put it back down. I don't have to carry it. It's a much lighter load to carry, and I can find myself truly content in this season and enjoying the good, the bad, the ugly of all of it. And I think it's okay to be excited for whatever is next. That's as long as it doesn't consume you, as long as you're not trying to control when whatever's next happens. Um, like, if you think about Abraham and Sarah, like, she, they both tried to control the narrative, and every single time, God was like, nope, nope. And so, and it, it truly robbed them of their rest and to be able to enjoy life because they just kept trying to control the narrative. So with all of that said, um, I really hope this encouraged you as much as it has me. And I want you to know that this is not a strive for perfection because I am far from it. I'll never make it there. Um, but this is a strive to find true rest in the Lord and to be content in what I have. So with all of that said, if I can pray for you in any way during this season, my DMs are always open over on the Choose Joy Give Grace Instagram, and I, I see really beautiful things happening all around me, and I'm so thankful for that, and I hope that you see it too, but anyways, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope that you always remember to choose joy, give grace. And I know that I love you bunches. I'll talk to you next time.